the Growing Towards God podcast. Here on Growing Towards God, we talk about ways to grow spiritually and hear how God has been working in people's lives. My name is Virginia, and I'm so excited that you're here today. Thank you for listening. So now let's get to the good stuff. All right, so welcome back to this week's episode. Today we have my pop-up on. So hi, pop-up. Hi, Virginia Lily. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Well, good. I am, too. Good. I'm glad that you're on yeah, this week. Yeah, yeah, You know, this is fun doing this with you, and I'll tell you what, because your your real name, you know, is Virginia Lily, Child of God. <laughs> yeah. And I started calling you that almost the moment you were born, and for many mm-hmm. years, I would always think of Virginia Lily, Child of God, hmm. and it's always stuck with me about you. Yeah. So there. So I have tears in my eyes now, just thinking about it. Yep. <laughs> All of these episodes have been okay. emotional. <laughs> Sorry. <That's> okay. <laughs> Do you want to talk a little bit about yourself and what, you know, your career and stuff? Well, I, I grew up in, uh, born in Gloucester. We actually moved to California when I was real small because I had asthma and whatever, and they thought it was better if I moved. We moved out in the West Coast until my mother actually got homesick, and we came back to East and it's a long story, but it's too long for this. Mm-hmm. We came back and moved to back to Gloucester, where I was in first or second grade. Then my dad wanted us to move to Beverly. We moved to Beverly, and I graduated from Beverly High School. Went to Cornell, a uh, chemical engineer. I went to Cornell because a uh, stupid thing, really. Good program, but I, I was going to run track in college, and I knew that because I was pretty good in high school, actually very good in high school. And they were going to go to England my senior year and <laughs> running fine. track. And I said, man, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? And so I, I besides good courses, I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. It was, in my look back at it, it was kind of dumb to say you do that because I could have gone, I actually could have gone a track scholarship somewhere else. Wow. <laughs> but I, I really didn't do track scholarships. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I didn't think about that kind of stuff. So then I uh, had a career with DuPont. Moved six places, six different times. And I had a wonderful second career. I got to go all over the world mm-hmm. uh, helping people learn how to keep their employees safe at work. It was a most fun job. I couldn't have th- thought of a better job. And it was good because you're doing really something that's really worthwhile. It's been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's good. That good? Huh? Um, so my next question is, yeah. like, when and why did you choose to follow Jesus? When I grew up, we always went to church. Everyone went to church in the 1950s, mm-hmm. it seems like. And so I just attended church, and I didn't think anything more about it. And we and scouting, we did. We had we had a lot of prayers and scouting. Some of, scouting was good with that way. Mm-hmm. On camping trips, we'd have little prayer sessions and so forth. And so uh, I went away to college and gotten college was just work. College was actually not any fun except for running track. And so it was just what you did. And I, I had good thoughts about God. But uh, I would say it's, it, it's really not until I got married, we became strong Lutherans and it was good, and it, we talked about Jesus, but I didn't have a, a, this awakening. I didn't say, I've discovered Jesus, kind of. I did not have one of those awakenings. 
And I went to a, a weekend, a men's weekend, walk to Emmaus. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but you go for like a four-day weekend. With, and it was really, you got deep into who are you as a Christian. And at the end of it, at the end of that weekend, I was really on fire. I don't know if that's the right word, but mm-hmm. uh, it got so at work. I would wear a cross at work, and I feel myself wanting to talk about Jesus at work. But it was like, wow. And that feeling, that intense feeling of oneness with Jesus stayed with me for, I don't know, six or nine months. It seemed like it was always ebbs after a while. But during that time, and we used to have a men's group, five of us would meet every week, talk about that week and Jesus and what's going on and, and supporting each other. And it was it was great, and I felt really alive with uh, with who I was with with Jesus. So there's a not a there's not a light coming on at anyone's point, but that's how I uh, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it kind of like developed over time. You would say yeah, like yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. yeah. So like, what what were some things that you had to like overcome, and like, how did you grow? In your relationship with God, I had to overcome being rational about how can there be a God and what is a God. And because uh, I remember, I'm a scientist, I'm a chemical, mm-hmm. I'm an engineer, chemical engineer. We know how the world runs. It's like physics, physics and chemistry, how the world operates. And I had to, I had to put in perspective how physics works uh, in relationship to Jesus and God, and how what role they they play. And I had to get that in my mind it wasn't that I I never had an issue with Jesus at all it was it's not the only thing I thought about mm-hmm. you know being with getting with Jesus I had a lot of you know I enjoyed my life I enjoyed what I did and so is that answering am I how am I doing with it am I kind of answering yeah it? yeah you're describing like the battle between like science and faith yeah. How, like, yeah. How you understood that. Yeah, and, it's, and it doesn't need to be a battle. Yeah, I think they prove yeah. one another. Yeah. In fact, one of our last lectures in a class that none of us wanted to take in college was about the history of science, of all things. And it talked about the development of science over the years and talked about Galileo, how what he did, and they had, they had to, he had to denounce mm-hmm. some things because it's, he said, you know, the sun is, the earth is, goes around the sun and all mm-hmm. this one of the last talks from him before we finished the course was, I'm talking 1962. He said, there are only a couple of things left that haven't been discovered. We've discovered science is no longer. We know everything about science. Now we're in the age of technology. Mm-hmm. Wow. The computers and mm-hmm. this yeah. kind of stuff. Now this computer that you're using, Virginia, could put someone in space. <laughs> then it took a room full of computers to yeah. put somebody in space. And he said, there are two, social, two things left that we don't know much about. One is uh, about how the human body works, which you didn't know that much now we know about. I forget what the other one was. And we had, and we had learned that you know someone discovered dynamite, which was a great tool for mine and so forth. But then we also discovered how to make bombs with it. Mm-hmm. And you go on from there. So so mankind has a great ability to take all these wonderful things and do terrible things with them, or do hard things that 
-hmm. We don't want to do. It's kind of like now we have in artificial intelligence. There's great stuff that we can do. There's all kinds of bad stuff that goes along with it. We said, the real challenge for mankind will our love for technology and the sciences be such that a social development, a social development won't keep up and we'll just kill ourselves with all of this other stuff. Hmm. And, in, and in that social development is God and Jesus. Mm-hmm. When you think, when you get, think about it. Will all this other stuff get in our way and we won't, our minds, our thought, thoughts won't keep up with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think about that every once in a while. That's pretty accurate. Of, well, where are we now kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's yeah. a deep, if you think about it a little bit, it's deep. It can be deep. Yeah. That's like why it's important to, you yeah. know, talk to other people about Jesus and yeah. share that light to them so that yeah. they're not without hope and darkness. Um, but I think another question is, what is your favorite thing about God and like what's one thing you'd want to ask Jesus? Well, I want to ask Jesus. I want to ask Jesus why he's taking his time on us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jesus, you know, you've let us go around a couple thousand years mm-hmm. now. What? What? Where's the end point? Where, where, Jesus, I know every your your time is not my time. I I understand that, but where's it? Where are we going, Jesus? Mm-hmm. Where are we going as a as as a world as uh, as people? I'd ask him that deep question. I guess I should ask him, how did I do? How have I done? How am I doing? Mm-hmm. But I already know the answer is not not as good as you're capable. Yeah. <laughs> I already know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, and I don't, I guess I don't need Jesus to tell me it's okay, Hank. You're still okay. Because mm-hmm. I know I am. Yeah. Well, God has grace and Jesus forgives us, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just important to trust in him. Always. Yes. If if one didn't, um, yeah, it's not worthwhile. It's people live do live without Jesus, but it's not what's what Jesus wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't lead us to uh, loving each other across the world, kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's not like God's design for us to no. live without Him. It's just right. Life's a lot harder and more bleak and. Yes. Damn, you don't have a hope inside of you yes. to be able to look yeah. forward to and hold yeah. on to. Do you have any advice for younger people? And like, what would you say to like a younger version of yourself, knowing like what you know now about life and everything? Like, what would you say to a younger person? I would say, Hank, you need to spend some time in really discovering the Bible more. See what Jesus has got in mind. And see how that then develops. And so you've got to put Jesus in your equation. On all that you're doing, you've got to have Jesus in there and say, how does that, what we're doing fit into fit into it? And if it doesn't fit in, then you need to be careful and not do it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I think that's all I really have for questions, but...
thank you for being on today. Well, it's my pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Jesus will help you decide what you really want to do going yeah. forward. Yeah. Thank you. Good. Thank you, okay. Virginia. Bye. I want to say bye to the audience. Bye now. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you took something meaningful away from this discussion and know that God loves you so much and desires a personal relationship with you. If you'd like to stay up to date with episodes, follow me on Instagram at growingtowardsgodpod and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Before I go, I'd like you to take this benediction into your life and let the Lord's goodness empower you today. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Have a great rest of your day and catch you next time on the Growing Towards God podcast.